everybody and welcome to the Film Review Central podcast with me, Kieran Griggins. I hope that you're all well. Today is FRC News. It's been a while since this has been uploaded. Other stuff has, you know, prioritised over FRC News. Plus, there's not really been a lot of movie news being released. I don't want to keep uh, repeating stuff, having, you know, the same news, you know, talking about the same projects and stuff like that. But there literally just has been no news has been released to us. Uh, but... Since I've done that, more news has come out in one specific genre, and that is superhero movies. They're dominant, they have been for some time now, but the past week we've had so much uh, superhero-related news, Marvel, DC, and stuff like that. I'm a big uh, fan, of course, of uh, you know superhero films and projects. You've seen that on the on the channel, and it's definitely been something that I've definitely wanted to see. Um, so I've got four stories today uh, regarding uh, some superhero news, so we are going to get straight into them. Before we actually do that, though, I just want to let you know all about the uh, the other, obviously the other content that we do over here on the channel. Make sure you favourite and follow so you never miss an upload, and it's available on all great podcast platforms. So if you guys are listening to this right now on, let's say, you know, Google Podcasts, uh, not knowing that it's on Spotify, but you prefer Spotify, go over to Spotify. Just type in Film Review Central Podcast and it will be there. It's on all great podcast platforms. Right, starting with uh, Ruby Rose, uh, who's praised the new Batwoman casting after quitting uh, the show. So, Ruby quit the show in 2020 after one season in the role of the superhero and Wallace Mitt was recently cast in Ruby's former role. She said, I'm sorry I didn't congratulate Wallace Days. I knew about the casting beforehand and didn't know when it aired, so I forgot too. But I am stoked for her. I'm seeing all the things I'm tagged in with people sad or wondering how I felt. I feel great. I have nothing but good vibes. Ruby left the show in 2020 after a tough first year, which saw her injured on set. In August 2020, the former Orange and the New Black Star admitted that her reasons for leaving were mixed. Show bosses handed over the baton of Batwoman to the character of Ryan Wilder, played by Javika Leslie, but fans saw Kate return on Monday's episode with her face covered in bandages. Kate's whereabouts remain unknown, though the show claims she has disappeared in the aftermath of the plane crash. Um, I've been watching Batwoman season season two. It was the first show I ever reviewed over here on the channel, Batwoman uh, season one. Uh, and I was massive massively connected to the show because it was a superhero show and it was the first show i'd seen of the arrowverse and so i've explored me to all of that in my opinion that series had its massive massive problems and i think they some of them problems have been corrected massively in season two i i went into season two with that anticipation about how they were going to get rid of kate kane and bring in this new ryan character you know, and obviously take the mantle because it's very, very difficult. You know, and for me, I, I always thought that the one thing that they were definitely going to do was just to kill her off, and they didn't. And I think that was a big, big negative about the first couple of episodes is that they always give the fans glimmer of hope, but fans had not known about this reveal that there'll be a new Kay Kane and a new act- actress playing her. So you're thinking, what is the point? You know what I mean? What What is the point of, of building this up? Because we know it's not going to happen. Now it looks like it is going to happen. And 
for me, I think that's all. That's perfect. You know, a lot of people were negative of Ruby Rose's, you know, casting. I think Ruby Rose was a great casting. You know, both as Kate Kane and and as Batwoman, I think she fit. And I think the problems lie in the story and the development of the story and the lack of action, which was the major problem. There was nothing wrong with the casting process. So it's going to be interesting to see. I've not seen the episode that I just mentioned. Uh, I've seen the episode uh, previous, but the review will be out, um, you know, in, in, in time and in line when the show ends. And it's definitely going to be an interesting discussion about that. And obviously I'm going to share my whole thoughts about the whole series in general. But it's nice, you know, just sort of talking specifically on the news report. It's nice to see that, you know, Ruby Rose has appreciated it. Um, I don't think DCCW, whoever is involved, I think they've been really petty with the issue. We spoke about that on my, you know, Q&A about her being cropped out of the crisis photo it's very very petty in my opinion but the fact that she's obviously gone and appreciated this new casting you know it's nice to see we've we've never really seen that before we've never seen you know that side of actors where you know they have been recasted you don't know whether they're going to be petty or whether you know they're not going to be pleased with it you know and obviously she's she's really really pleased with yeah, the casting choice, the progression of the character, and I think that's really, really important. And obviously, she left on her own accord. It wasn't a firing. You know, she left due to some of her issues that now has been revealed. From one DC, uh, you know, universe to another, as Dame Helen Mirren take on the first superhero film as the villain in the eagerly anticipated Shazam sequel. The Oscar winner will play the villain Hespera, the daughter of Atlas, in the acclaimed DC comic sequel Shazam Fury of the Gods. This features Zachary Levi reprising his role as the adult version of teenage art Billy Batson who transforms into a superhero. Though he's been gifted with the power of six gods, he's also trying to get through high school one day at a time. However, newcomer Rachel Zegler who stars in Spielberg's upcoming film adaptation of West Side Story will also be joining the cast as she tweeted her excitement about working with the Helen Mirren. Um, for me, I'm I, I'm pleased that we're going to see Shazam sequel. I think there's two parts of this story where you're looking at the casting choice, but also that the film is adding new members. I was a big fan of Shazam. I did a ranking of all the DC EU films following the Snyder Cut. Um, you know, and, and I'll put that one pretty up high in the list. Check out that podcast if you haven't. But I was a massive, massive fan of Shazam. It, it, the tone was completely and utterly different from anything in the DCEU. It didn't take itself seriously. It was really, really fun and enjoyable, but also relatable characters. Um, you know, the themes that I was exploring were, you know, a little bit, you know, you know, gut punching, but it was realistic. And, you know, Zachary Levi, again, was a perfect casting. So, you know, I, I have so much positives on the film Shazam. Um, obviously, we, we saw, obviously, the reveal of the title, Shazam Fury of the Gods. I think that's a cool name. I think they can definitely play with that, you know, in, in terms of, you know, dealing with that. Sometimes I think titles big the film up and it's quite small scale. Hopefully, there's going to be a bit more of a higher stakes now. Uh, but Helen Mirren's a great casting. She's a great actress. She, she's done it before when, in villainous characters. Um, obviously not in superhero films, but, you know, you know bringing that in. And, and I think it's important for a sequel to bring in new faces, but also memorable faces as well. It, it's nice to see Mirren doing some blockbuster films. She's obviously been in the, in the 
uh, the, you know, the last Fast and Furious film, or the last two Fast and Furious films. Um, so, you know, it was obviously nice to see her, you know, sort of coming into these bit more blockbuster films rather than these, you know, critically, you know, award-claimed films. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's definitely going to be a film I'm going to be looking forward to. I appreciate the first one, and I appreciate the casting. Let's move on to Marvel then, because they have announced it finally black widow is going to be released in theaters and on disney plus with premiere access on july the 9th 2021 so obviously they pushed it back from the um may may 7th release day it has obviously been pushed back this is going to happen now absolutely hands down it will happen because of the disney plus it does you know they've come They'll back themselves up where they've said it might not be released in theatres, but go onto our Disney Plus site. Um, in terms of obviously now the schedule, it has gone. It's gone a bit crazy, hasn't it? You know, it's definitely easy to say, but you know, One Division obviously we had in January, which was a big hit. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, you know, premiered its first episode last week, which I'm enjoying so far. But then obviously, then looking forward, you've got. Um, Loki coming out on June the 11th. I want to see another trailer for that just to pique my excitement a little bit more. I was very intrigued by that first trailer. Uh, so, so that's obviously going to be premiering on June the 11th. Then we have the, the first film of Phase 4 with Black Widow on July 9th. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, my most anticipated film of this year. That comes out September 3rd. So hopefully the cinemas are going to be open there. That's definitely going to be a film I'll go, I want to go and see uh, in the, in the cinema because... That film is going to be absolutely fantastic. Uh, Eternals uh, is in theaters November fifth, twenty twenty one, and then we there's been no announcement of 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 Spider Man, which which I'm I'm interested by. I don't understand why we, we we've not seen that. Um, maybe again, you know, they're just trying to work out the date because the Eternals come out November the fifth. So that's two months after Shang Chi. So are you going to put it? spider-man you know in december so a month i think it'll be really tight and then doctor strange going into next year that's this is all confirmed as well uh big year again for marvel releasing four films in 2022 starting off with doctor strange and the multiverse of madness again that's been that interest has been peaked because of the ending of wandavision fall of and thunder may 6th 2022 and then black panther 2 july 8th 2022 and then captain marvel 2 is in theaters november the 11th so we, we've not had any of the stories about the disney plus shows you know we obviously had them free i i don't know when what if is coming out they've not announced that and that again that was a show that really really piqued my interest when it released the trailer sort of the different this different style of the animated you know bringing back characters you know even as far as phase one um so obviously in that list they've obviously have to push um you know films back um yeah, once again, but it's going to come out now. It, there's no excuse now for Marvel to say, "Oh, we're pushing Black Widow back again." It's Disney Plus, you know. We, we've seen that with Mulan and Ryan, Last Dragon, and also Cruella now. Is and yeah, and they've not they've not moved them since. So I don't know why they, this would be the exception. I'm just pleased that we're going to see it because I think I've seen so much footage and read so much stuff. It's been mental, and you know, you think about this character we've seen the first time in 2010. You know, eleven years later, getting a solo film, and obviously the COVID situation has impacted the film's release. You know, there's 
Marvel have not just said, oh, we're not releasing that, you know, now when you're thinking, well, why? You know, they're obviously trying to think of, you know, potential box office revenue and stuff like that. But I think you're going to get not as much money as you would in the cinema, but people are going to sign up for Disney Plus for that. They're going to buy the premiere access, however much they put it on for. I'm guessing it's going to be £30. They're going to pay for it because it's a Marvel film. You know, people are going to appreciate that. People are going to appreciate a Marvel film in the own comfort of your own home. It, I'm surprised it's took this long, but I think they have massively run out of options. And, you know, th- th- this is where it's led to. It's led to another release on Disney Plus. But, you know, Marvel have, have held their hands up and said, we can't do any more. It has to come out. You know, we can't keep pushing it back. The films, the other films that are probably, you know, waiting for production and stuff like that, they're constantly being pushed back. It, it's going to be tight for their release schedule. They have to work on a time limit and you know it's been impacted with this black widow film so looking forward to it obviously i'm going to be watching it obviously i'm going to give a review it's you know it it's just basically normality you know doing this on a film podcast you have to talk about marvel and that's exactly what i'm going to do and the final story of this superhero themed frc news is about uh, the DCEU because it's being confirmed by Warner Brothers that there is going to be no David Ayer cut of the Suicide Squad following Zack Snyder's Justice League and its positive reception. The news is likely to frustrate at least a few fans still wistful for the DCEU as it briefly existed between 2016 and 2017 with some massive several critical disappointments between Batman vs Superman, Suicide Squad and then of course the 2017 version of Justice League which Joss Whedon uh, finished off of course. Um, I think this is difficult. I think this is a difficult story because the, the, the Snyder Cut was something that everybody wanted to see. Everybody wanted to see the vision almost as soon as we had the 2017 version you know this has been four years in the making it's been it's been a massive four-year plan and there were, I mean there was petitions there was people protesting i mean this was more than a film project and you know it's that that old-fashioned thing about you know films you know yeah they're brilliant but you know they're you know they're not you know why would people feel so passionate and i think that that's the word that you have to use when you're talking about this you, you you know you're talking about for me personally you know you're talking about such a passion project like the Snyder Cup was the suicide squad in 20 in 2016 was not like that people were annoyed about the way the film came out the same with Batman vs Superman, but I don't think there was that massive petition because Zack Snyder was very, very open about that from the very, very beginning. It wasn't until we had the Snyder Cut being announced that David Ayer said, "Wait, hang on a minute, I've got a film and I've got a version of my Suicide Squad that was changed." For me, that's not what you want to see. You you want to see a film where you know I. You, know, you look at it and you think, yeah, you know, this has got some work, but you want to see that passion from the very, very beginning. There's, there's no way that, you know, if the 2017 version was successful, we would have seen the Snyder Cut. Because who would have liked to see it? Who would have liked to see seen something completely 
you know, trying to outdo a, a critical positive film. But, it, you know, that critical positive film just didn't happen. And it had such a core audience, that film, and it had such a massive appreciation that they ultimately thought, we don't need to do this. And I think that's where they're coming from. They're, they're, I think Warner Brothers are thinking, look, we did it. It was successful. You know, people wanted it. Okay, we've done it. But they can't. They can't just say, okay, well, you know, which one do you want us to, you know, put thousands of money, in, millions of money into next? It's just, it's a small business strategy. And a lot of people, for me, are, are not going to go into this and go, well, we demand it. It's not one of them films. The Snyder Cut was. The Snyder Cut was from the very, very beginning. I think it's fan I think it's the right decision by Warner Brothers, unfortunately. I know, you know, a lot of people are gonna probably disagree with me, but I can't see where Warner Brothers are gonna keep going, Oh well we've messed up, but we're gonna repay with millions and millions of pounds. They're not gonna do it. They did it once, it was successful. But it was a passion project from the very, very beginning, from twenty seventeen up to when they announced it in twenty twenty. There was so much stuff from very, very passionate fans. Zack Snyder was driving this, not not to the extent where, you know, he was undermining anybody at, at Warner Brothers because he said that he wants to go and make more films for DC. But what he was doing, he was saying, you know, you know, I, I want my film to be released. And people jumped on that and people supported that. You know, and Zack Snyder was just watching that happen. But it was only until we had the announcement of the Snyder Cut that we were told about this David Ayer cut. And where do you stop from there? How many films, bad films, do you, you know, put back into production? There's apparently a Josh Trank version of the 2015 Fantastic Four. Do you reboot that? Where's his version? You know, I know it's a completely different company. It's not anything to do with Warner Brothers or, you know, it's or DC. It's Marvel related, but you know. It's the same thing as a superhero film where the company's not responded, you know. But again, they didn't have a passionate audience from wanting to see his version. They didn't have an audience where they said, yeah, you know, I want to see this film done differently. It was different with the Snyder one. I think people felt, you know, felt like he was being wronged massively because of what happened with his daughter and, and the way the company probably didn't deal with that very, very well, you know. For me, I, I I truly appreciate where they're going with that, um, but it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. But Warner Brothers has obviously been you know, very very dominant, saying that they're not. Whether this is going to spark fans getting involved, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I don't think it's going to. Right, so that is it for this FRC news superhero news superhero news filled show i hope that uh, you appreciate the frc news being back i just saw loads of stories that's then fine just need to do a podcast about this need to obviously you know address these sort of news stories and stuff like that so you know if you if you want the frc news to continue like that maybe themed on certain stuff not every single week um appreciate it. you know my channel is always evolving the smartest showdown this year you know it's it's bringing out some new and interesting content not a lot of people are going to want to listen to the same stuff uh, so i'd love to hear your feedback all feedback would be appreciated positive or negative let me know i really really appreciate it i don't know what my next podcast will be about but everything that you love see you in a bit